Welcome, everyone, to another episode of Maybe Next Year, the podcast that is on right now. My name is Frank. I'm Scott. I'm Paul. Happy holidays, everyone. I hope you're enjoying your late winter solstice The first day this will be available will be the winter solstice. So happy solstice to everyone. Um, and we hope you're enjoying it and or, you know, drinking some noggy deliciousness. Uh, and you're celebrating a Bill's victory over the the hated Detroit Lions um, <laughs> preseason rivals brought to the regular season. Buffalo Bills win the football game. And I apologize, but my web browser has gone slow and I have forgotten the score, except I know that it was close. 14-13. That's right. Um, Bills win on a... I mean, they had touched down, won the on game. A, on a series of failures by the Detroit Lions. Right, the Lions right. helped by botching an extra point snap and missing a field goal, which Matt Prater never does. But right. we'll take it. You're we telling me. You're <laughs> ouch. Was that a... Uh, that was... That, I had been averaging 120 points a week in fantasy for the last six weeks, and I rolled out there on the first week of the playoffs this week with a 60. Oh. Do it, do in part to a non-extra point and a missed field goal by one Matt Prater. Well, the good and, news is and the like, guy across from me starting Kenny Galladay with 148 yards. Thanks, Canadians. Uh, anyway, yeah, no, but so Buffalo, Buffalo does come back in the fourth quarter, down 13 to seven on a Josh Allen pass to Robert Foster for 42 yards. Um, Allen runs for the other touchdown for three yards, held in check by the. The, the held in rushing check this week by the 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 lines who were a good rushing defensive team just nine carries for 16 yards and the touchdown allen goes 50 percent of his passes for 204 yards a touchdown took one sack um some of those were throwaways uh i think the the consensus around the league let's go to our our biggest Josh Allen critic first the consensus around the league was that it was a pretty good game by Josh Allen for somebody who was forced to stay into the pocket uh forced to stay in the pocket um do you concur or would you like to throw cold water on our I, I I mean again you know it's it's um I don't I I think it's fine for where he is I will still Frank's line it's fine for where he is in his development okay um there were some there were some drops that could have led to some better points um, there, you know, there were a couple, I don't like people saying there were some close calls on. So there are a couple excuses that I don't like the drops to a certain extent is a little bit one of them, but I will understand that. Yes. Because again, like if you took out all of the drops for all of the other quarterbacks in the league, everyone's per completion percentage would be higher. So to a certain extent, there's a little bit of that's going to be in, always involved. Um, other things I don't like. You know, oh, well, you get, there was a, I think it was a Mark Gaugan column where it was basically like, well, and then you get rid of the throwaways. And it's like, well, okay, some throwaways I'll buy to a certain extent, but other throwaways are him not processing the reads fast enough, and then the pocket breaks down and he has to throw it away. Those aren't quite the same thing. Um, and then there are some where, you know, whether you want to say is a, a really a drop that needed to happen or you know a missed throw because he's under pressure or something like that that's okay um those are kind of more acceptable incompletions i guess and then there are other ones where it's like okay that was an incompletion but it actually was actually much closer to being an interception than it was an incompletion and there were at least two of those on sunday which if you're kind of going to start counting up the well maybe we should give him a little credit then you also have to count the well maybe it could have gone worse too right. so um i think that's part of it that said again you know you, you can also say, well, he won the game. And then I would also say, well, he got us a one-point win at home against a 5-9 and nine team with, I don't say nothing to play for, but functionally, like, if they thought they were going to make the playoffs at 8-8, eight and eight, they had better faith than I did. So, um, you know, I, I think he – but again, none of that is to say that he's not where he needs to be. There are plenty of good things out there. I think everyone was correct that the, the touch pass to Foster – the second time was right. I don't know if you guys noticed, but that nice 40-yard touchdown that ended up, I think that was the one that won us the game, right? It was the yep. second. Yeah. The second one. They had run the pretty much exact same play earlier. He had thrown the pass earlier, and it wasn't within five yards of him. And they ran it again later, and he got it right, which is good. But on some level, you kind of got to get it right the first time. All right. Right. Um, so it's, I, you know, I, again, I, I don't want to be too critical a lot of that certainly sounded like critique, but I, I also want to be 
honest about where the shortcomings are. And if if he's where if he's here next year, we have a problem. If we if he's but we're not. He's here if now. He, so if he's here, like at this level, is what you're saying. Not if, if he's, he's like, thirteen of twenty six for two hundred four and a touchdown next year against a five and nine team at home. I'm I'm concerned. Okay, um, yeah. Paul. But that said, where we are now, I'm fine. Paul Scott yeah. Scott clearly hates Josh Allen. Can you follow up? Right. I mean, you know, that's it. That's just Scott. Scott is his <laughs> agenda. His anti Allen rhetoric. Uh, I will, I will take the pro Allen rhetoric. So yes, 50%, 204 yards. Let's also not overlook the fact that he had two throws downfield that resulted in 66 yards worth of pass interference penalties. So those are the types of things that don't show up in the the standings. So, you know, 270 yards and, you know, uh, that's, that looks like a better number. And the big thing for me this week versus last week is the no turnover thing. And now the skeptic who watched the game could come in and say, yeah, but he had two passes that the Lions almost could have intercepted. And then the one fumble that was recovered by the Bills. When you look at those situations, had the Lions intercepted either of those two passes, those would have been phenomenal diving interceptions. It's not like he threw the ball and someone pulled a Levi Wallace or a Ryan Lewis and just dropped it when it was right in their chest. You know, it was a matter of, of Lions making great plays on the ball. And then the fumble, it's it's a fourth and one. You know, you do whatever you can to get the first down. Worst case scenario, you fumble, the other team recovers. It's the exact same result of the Lions having the ball at the 11-yard line. So I thought he did a very good job taking care of the ball. I thought in terms of still trying to make plays downfield, and Scott noted, yeah, you ideally don't want to miss Foster on that first opportunity on the deep downfield pass. But when you keep taking the chances, and Josh Allen does lead the league in chasing those, taking those chances downfield, you start to see results after a while. On on the general, you know, yeah, there were there were definitely too many drops or missed catches, at least by wide receivers again. But I also feel like there were a few plays where Allen would have been better served to put a little more touch under it. Uh, there wasn't a lot of air under the deep ball to Deontay, and Deontay laid out for it. He's not a great receiver, as they talked about on Bills and Beers. He just doesn't really have the speed to get downfield. You know, great receiver is not on and off of the Bills roster five times over four years. But, you know, he laid out for it, made an effort. Even still, Josh could put a little more air under it. Uh, There's a play where Zay didn't, you know, do a lot to come back to make a third down catch if he'd come toward the ball. And then half of me wondered, I wonder if Bills receivers are hesitant to go back and, and move toward the ball because Allen is always throwing bullets and they're like, I don't want to die. So I'm going to stay back and wait for the ball to come to me. I don't um, want to die is a strong incentive. Right. Living is, 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 you know, I think that Darwin's got something to say here. He'll be on yeah. the next podcast as a special guest. Uh, he did have great touch on the big pass to Kroom. So that was, that was nice to see. That was a, a huge play in the game to help move the clock in the fourth quarter on what ended up being the last drive of the game, I believe. So, you know, overall, I was pleased with his performance. The Lions double spied on him. They had two spies a lot of the game. That made it tough for him to run. And when they did that, you know, he didn't make a lot of mistakes. He did get out of that pocket for that three-yard touchdown run, which was a thing of beauty. So I think as far as playing a more complete game, I I was happy with this effort. Again, no, I'll, 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 I'll put in some Scott in my, my agenda, my, my notes here and say that at the same time, I'm still waiting for that 350 yard game where he just explodes and, you know, does things in the passing game that that are wowing you. And maybe we, I would love to see that this week. So again, where he should be a good spot in his progression, but definitely room to improve. Yeah. He, he has his wow moments, right? Like the nice thing about his, his season is that it is full of wow moments. It's just not wow all the time. Um, and, and maybe it won't be, maybe I think there's a big, there's a big caveat. There's a big, um, space for, um, this guy who's this level right now that Scott would be unhappy with next year. And I would be too, and I'm not to put on Scott, um, and Tom Brady. And there's a lot of pretty good quarterback in there in between. Um, and so, you know, he just, how much better can he get? Um, I'm encouraged obviously with the things I've seen. Um, and, and I guess I'm just sort of saying it's not a problem until it's a problem. And that's kind of where I am with them. I'd like to shout out the defense, which, um, had a very nice game really, other than the, the initial touchdown drive. And then the, then that sort of 
fart in the middle of the game that they had. I, I felt like they played pretty well. Stafford limited to one touchdown. He was able to complete a lot of pass passes, but they weren't able to get much going on the ground. Um, did they have a turnover? I'm trying to find that they, they had. Turnover. I don't I think, think no, they did. I think neither. I think they if, did. Unless I'm, I'm, I, I stand corrected. I do not believe either team had a turnover. I don't think so. Clean game. Right. Which is a big deal, especially for like uh, special teams, which didn't sort of crap the bed this week. Yeah, they um, looked, they looked, I will, uh, this is the biggest oh, did I feel it for me? special teams all year. They looked adequate, uh, absolutely <laughs> adequate um, in Sunday's game. Hashtag do something competent. With <laughs> yes. <laughs> Paul's rallying cry for many a year um, at the old 51st state. Um the running backs. Uh, so we'll we'll talk about Marcus Murphy's on the. I say the IR. He's done for the year. At this point, we could like if you are nicked up, you're you're done for the year. Uh, there was speculation as to whether McCoy was done for the year because he sat out this week. Um, I didn't really feel like they missed him per se. Um, they did miss what they missed is him and Ivory and Murphy and then Keith Ford for parts. They missed not having a warm body that could play running back. Exactly. Sure. Right. And that's why he might come back this week. Apparently he's going to be available for Patriots week. Um, that's what he was saying this week, but for it, I think, I think a nice thing that you're right. They beat this middling lions team, but the, all the, all the excuses were there, right? Like you have a bad offense to begin with. And now you're down to Keith Ford and Marcus Murphy as your top two running backs. Yeah. Um, you know, but they, 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 to your point, Frank, not to interrupt, but you know what I mean? No, they, they, they stuck with it, the run game, despite the injuries they had. I think I counted 32 non-kneel down run plays called, and only two with Allen were called runs. Those were all running backs, so 30 plays running backs. And they got 90 yards from Ford Murphy and DeMarco at 117 overall. I mean, that's that's, right. that's as good right. as you can hope for, I think, in that scenario. Yeah, and let's not underestimate having victory formation at the end of the football game. Yeah. Like that was kind of that was kind of nice. Um, Scott, did you did you cobble together three stars from this mediocre? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's certainly not uh, not one of our more entertaining three stars, but they're there. Um, no, no honorable mentions this week. I don't think we're quite not there. We're, we're not overflowing with star potential here. Um, third star goes to uh, Jordan Poyer, eleven tackles, uh, one for loss. But but obviously, uh, the the bigger thing was really, especially at the end of the game trying to stop those last couple lines drives really the last one he was pretty critical with some big tackles there on uh covering the tight end over the middle Pololoy or whatever his name was um you know making some big tackles there so that was some nice play and again he has played better the last couple weeks he, he did start slow this season but i think he's he's rounded into the shape that we've expected from jordan Poyer and and a guy who we need to count on going forward um especially given that you know we, we have at least one hole still to fill in the secondary on the other side from Tredavious. um your second star is going to go to uh, the guy who did not help my fantasy team, but uh, Kenny Galladay uh, <laughs> for seven catches, 146 yards. Um, a guy who's come on really this season. I wasn't tracking really on him before the season started. I'm not sure if he was maybe, I don't know, he's floating around or exactly what his story is, but um, you know, definitely had a lot, um, a lot of great plays on Sunday. Tredavious was on him on, a number of those. It was not like he was running wide open. He did have one on, I think, Levi Wallace that he caught as well. But um, he was a guy we had a lot of trouble containing in the first half. And it wasn't really clear to me exactly why the Lions stopped throwing to him as much in the second half. They they were running a lot of screens and they were trying to run the ball. And it seemed like they're having a lot of success with Galladay in the first half. I wonder if it'd be a different game if they just kind of kept throwing it up to him. But um, you know, the, the Bills probably made some adjustments too, and I think that's probably part of it. But uh, still gets a second second star for uh, for for a, a workmanlike effort and a losing cause for Kenny Galladay. First star goes to uh, Robert Foster. Hopefully, the first of many, another hundred yard game. In the stars every every week. He's in the stars. It's uh, I mean, it's 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 easy for me to pick apart Allen. Obviously, it's 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 much harder for me to focus in on Foster every play without spending a lot of time on the all twenty two and breaking down the blocks and and what routes he's running. But obviously, you can see the talent, you can see the speed. Um, you know, making the tough catches. Sometimes, you know, he's had he's had a bobble here or there, but for the most part, mm -hmm. he's made, he's gotten he's gotten where we needed him to be. Um, you know, he's has the, the speed is the thing that you can't teach and he clearly has it. It's something that we needed on the offense. Um, mm -hmm. I'm, I'm glad that we're using this period to develop him, to get them into a chemistry, him and Allen. I mean, I think 
again, you know, we talked about it last week, but the, the, the sky's the limit for this guy now. We've really just got to develop him and think about how to how to best use him. I mean, I don't want to – you don't want to put too much of a burden on him right away, but you you do start wondering about the, – the thing is, if you look at the, how the, the wide receiver – class at free agency is not that great this year that's the biggest concern but frankly it's not that much better in the draft so you have to think about you know if you're getting a veteran guy ideally maybe it's someone who can do a number one job for a year or two and then maybe by then fosters that guy um but who knows you know maybe it could be sooner so but yeah for this game at least he was definitely number one star robert foster four catches 108 yards and the touchdown do you think he'll be a part of the future in Buffalo? Like when I ask that question, what I'm, I guess what I'm asking is, do you think that, I mean, I think there's a consensus that Zay Jones is going to be a second or third receiver. Do you think Robert Foster is now like a, like you can count on him next year to be a, a weapon and you would really just sort of need to find a one more good receiver to really sort of round out a receiving core. Or do you think that that's ambitious? I, I mean, we discussed this a little bit last week. I feel like the, the I feel like we have, you know, we kind of went from like Paul was saying last week, I think, you know, we went from like maybe we had one wide receiver, which was Zay Jones, to now maybe we actually do have three um, with him, McKenzie and and Foster. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of a question of whether or not of how they fill out, because you can always have a speed guy who can come in and run fly routes. He has to know the whole he has to now, the biggest thing for him is going to be the offseason and how he spends his offseason. Is he going to spend it working out every day, working the routes, doing the playbook, understanding the defenses, working with Allen? Those are the things that separate good number four wide receivers from number one wide receivers is putting in those hours of work in the offseason and making sure that when you know game one comes around here, he's ready to go. Because, I mean, physically, I don't think there's – there's no reason to doubt what he could do at this point. I mean, it's, it's all there. It's just a question of effort and, and, you know, and some of it is there is a mental part of the game that just some people just can't, can't, can't get, can't, they can't be broke. You can't break it down enough for them, for them to understand when to break off the route because they're seeing zone coverage versus man, that kind of stuff. Like there is a certain amount of mental acuity that's regarded and maybe he doesn't have that. We'll never, we're not, we're not going to know that. But I, a lot of that, most guys can get with enough work in the offseason. So um, I think, I mean, that's where I am at least. Okay. Yeah, I would, and I, I'd agree with, with Scott. One thing that trends very positively is that Foster is, you know, I'm going to call him Coach McDermott again. He has some level of respect here for mm-hmm. me. But uh, Coach McDermott has said in his press conferences, like, this is a guy who seems like week in, week out, he – he gets it. And Josh Allen pointed out that every week in practice, he's on the top of the, the speed chart, whatever that means. I guess it means he's running hard every every practice, every every play that, you know, they're finding. They they had, are developing a great chemistry in practice, and that's carrying over to the, the games. And he could end up being a, a Stevie Johnson type. And I don't say type in that, you know, because he and Stevie have very different skill sets. But I mean the sense that Stevie was a seventh-round pick. You know, Robert Foster was undrafted. So, you know, end of round or after rounds of the, the draft. And, you know, it took a while. What eventually happens is the guy you've picked as QB, in that case Fitz, in this case Allen, develops this great chemistry with the guy, and then the guy ends up being, you know, a pretty good performer. So I really hope, you know, as Scott indicates, that he does keep those, those great practice habits, that he does keep the work ethic going, he does emerge. You know, it would be great if he emerges as a true number one. I'd be fine with him as a number two option to be you know straight with you that did be totally okay with me but you hope he just keeps along this trend because he's got he's got rare speed and you know that's that is i think is a you know using a lot of horror movies the term speed kills and then some graphic kill follows related to that yeah. exactly yeah. so so let's hope uh let's I, I think robert can keep it up i i hope so i'm optimistic and you know it'd be great to have him be a big part of this offense he's only under contract officially for one more year, but then he's an exclusive rights free agent, or as I like to call them, Urfas. So he'll be an Urfa, and the Bills can retain his rights for another couple seasons after that. Very nice. Good. To, thank you for the follow-up. Let's hope that uh, Victor Bolden Jr. is not on speed. He is the Bills' <laughs> newest he was, he was suspended for the first four games of this season for violating the league's uh, policy on performance-enhancing substances. That's so why I made that something. joke. That That's why perfect. I made that joke. Uh, well, because he's a, you know, first year, not first year, he was 
signed by the Niners in 2017, undrafted free agent. Um, he has specialized as a kick returner, um, was suspended, as Paul says, at the beginning of this year and was cut on or just the day before Halloween um, and then re-signed to the practice squad. But then I, we claimed him off of the practice squad. So apparently, it, you know, you can be suspended by for drug use and still fit the process and the type of people we want in the building. Um, I don't say that to knock Victor Bolden Jr. I say that to just sort of roll my eyes at the, the process quickly. Um, I, I, see, I see nothing here that says that he is related to Anquan Bolden. Um, so, which is really the most important, you know, facet of this. It side. was my big first question was whether he's related to Anquan Bolden. I don't see it on the Wikipedia page, and I feel like this is the kind of thing that Wikipedia would have. Um, right. But any thoughts on on this? I mean, he's probably I mean, here to. Yeah, I'll, I'll jump in and say I think it shows again that they really are looking for, especially Dables, really looking for speed. You know, on the songs, I think he'll get some snaps on offense. I, mm -hmm. of course, think he'll also be back on special teams, you know, to help McKenzie return kickoffs, which we forgot to mention. I thought Isaiah McKenzie's career ended in the third quarter when he had yeah. a non-contact injury and went down like uh, Howie Kendrick in the outfield last year for the Nationals. And then he jogged back onto the field like 20 minutes later. So that was amusing to watch. But I think he's got, you know, great speed. You take a flyer on him, and if he's – uh you know, you hope he turns into the next Robert Foster, and if he doesn't, you've lost absolutely nothing because it's not like you even cut a guy to get him on the roster. You just put mm -hmm. Murphy on IR, which was going to happen anyway. Not much to add. Okay, let's move on then. <laughs> Light week on roster things to analyze, except uh, you know, except ones that don't involve players currently on the Bills roster. I think Frank. Yes, um, the headline on Buffalo Rumblings was John Gruden squashes tank talk by signing Nathan Peterman. Um, he is now a practice squad, squad quarterback in Oakland. Um, good for him. Uh, I, I mean, I think it's remarkable he has a job, I, I think, in one level. And I think on the other level, it's pretty clear that they liked something about him. So they they must have... Um, the cut of his jib. Yeah, right. So maybe he's there to show everybody how to practice, right? Yeah. He might I, have great face symmetry. That's did it. you... Did you guys see that? Hear the story that, well, for one, McCarran's the current backup in Oakland. Wow! And that, right, and right, that, and his wife and Catherine's having a baby. I call her Catherine because we go way back. You goes way back, right? Exactly. Yeah. So there's talk that Peterman may be on the active roster for I think their Sunday night or Monday night game, and so then therefore you are one snap, one uh, miss miss block one. away from Nathan Peterman. Yeah, not just Nathan Peterman, but like I've been here four days, Nathan Peterman. <laughs> <laughs> would it be hilarious if he was there four days and he had his first 300 yard game yeah you know, right. just like coming off the bench in the third quarter passing for 300 yards and a half and then being like yeah buffalo was holding me back didn't want to say because i'm too nice a guy but you know uh, yeah he's got no amari cooper he's got no one to throw to but suddenly he's got 300 yards yeah and come out like fitz yeah. dressed up in deshaun jackson stuff in the post game only non-ironically that's the <laughs> peterman we want to see outstanding well i mean best of luck to him because what do I really oh, care? Yeah, good dude. That's so um, does does okay. Yes, but it's always. It, I think forever. Whenever he's in the league, forever, it's just going to be a a, a a little thing to when remark on. When does that go away for him? Like, what is the no what never? What is but what is the achievement that he unlocks that makes that 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 then becomes the guy who we used to make fun of is now. I mean, he'd really have to be like almost Super Bowl MVP, right? Because I mean, he's if, not going to ever be a league MVP. That's never going to happen. He would have to like he'd have yeah, to win a like a playoff game, the playoffs. right? Yeah. yeah, and then all of a sudden, no. But he, that's the thing. Like there have been plenty of jokers who've won playoff games. You know, Tim Tebow, frankly, won a fucking playoff game. Yeah, yeah. there have been you know Trent Dilfer, Brad Johnson, quarterbacks who are not guys, and I would not like you know who were better than Nathan Peterman, sure, but like who did not like get off the. Um, Blake Bortles for the most recent exactly example, yeah sure exactly like guys who like did not li who still carry around the reputation of like a bad quarterback or a mediocre right but I okay, okay yeah I I was thinking how does he get away from his reputation as like the worst all-time quarterback oh, ever yeah no and I think if he wins like a playoff game or something he becomes a bad quarterback who had a nice moment yeah and Fair enough. But like you'll never like like the stink of his time in Buffalo will never wash off. 
until he does something completely non NFL y. Like, like, I mean, like, if he, if, I mean, but that's the thing though. But like, what if he, like, what if he threw for 4,000 yards? Like, like, I mean, again, I'm not saying it's going to happen, but at that point, would you be like, actually, he's just Nathan Peterman now? Like, he's, he's clearly was a different guy than when he started. Right. I, yeah, maybe. I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't know. I think, I think if he, okay, so if he throws for 4,000 yards, sure, you know, but okay. I think he's always going to be the, you know, like, yeah, like the, has the, any former Bill ever thrown for 4,000 yards? Maybe Fitz has gotten close to 4,000 yards when he left to go to the Jets. So that Charles would be Darwin. Something. Oh, no, that was a different. It's the, it's the, it's the bridge builder joke with Nathan Peterman. Okay. <laughs> like when you run into him and you ask him why, <laughs> what's his nickname? He says, you can build as many bridges as you want for these people and they won't ever call you a bridge builder. And you can build as many churches for this town and nobody calls me church builder, but you have sex with one goat. And, you know, that's the, where the joke ends because, you know, what his nickname must be. And, I think that's Nathan Peterman's NFL legacy. I think the problem the pick is sixer. he's always the pick sixer. <laughs> Fair enough. Goat effer. Well, I don't want to say that actually, because that, that is way too many content. <laughs> no, um, we'll, we'll title the podcast that, but we won't say it. You know, uh, right. <laughs> <laughs> um, no bills were named to the pro bowl. Is that a surprise? And if you had to name one person to the pro bowl, Scott, who would you name? How about we do a ballot? How about we do Pro Bowl? Who's on our Pro Bowl ballot? Because like I'd say there's a there's a number of good answers. Like Tredavious is on my ballot. Okay. Um, I yeah, heard... I think Lorenzo Alexander goes on the ballot. <clears throat> Those are my two. Those are the only two people I would put on the ballot. I, think... I, would, put, I would put Hauschka on a ballot as well. No. I think he's worthy of consideration. He missed an extra point and a field goal. Nope. Well, so is the guy who's going to the Pro Bowl. <laughs> yeah. Well, he shouldn't go either. <laughs> <laughs> I agree because he's a Jet. I think I think Alexander is is tough for me. Yeah, because he's only playing like usually until this week. He's been like a fifty to sixty percent snap guy versus you know a ninety plus percent snap. Yeah, guy. and I like I'm, a lot of linebackers or or rush pass rushers. I'm hurriedly trying to pull up the Pro Bowl lineups. I don't think I'm going to get there, but I am going to assume that there are linebackers slash defensive ends who have more impact in the AFC that I could think of. Um, off the right. top of my I, head, like I, I think DJ Watt from the Steelers, like yeah, mm-hmm. I would agree because I'm going to say so. I'm okay with low being stubbed this time because if you look at the stats where he ranks highly, the the Pro Football Focus stats, it's always like percentage of pressures per snap, and he's like second or third, and like he's just fine. Khalil Mack and someone else in that, but those guys are playing a ton of snaps. He's really until this week when they used him more as a situational guy due to Milano's injury. You know, and he's always just been like, okay, obvious passing situation. I'm going to come out and I'll rush the passer. And then he does well at that. But he's more of a specialist to me. And, you know, that that's uh, – I would agree. I, I don't think he's quite a Pro Bowl guy compared to who else made the team. Yeah, C.J. Mosley, Jadavian Clowney, Bernardrick McKinney. I don't know as much about him on the Texans. Um yeah, obviously nobody on the offense. So I feel like it gets it gets pretty thin after Tredavious. And honestly, like you know, yeah, Milano's hurt. Milano so discussion. Yeah, I mean he's he's hurt, but I feel like he could have been in the discussion because he was playing really well for a while. And then I also wonder about like Micah Hyde and Jordan Poyer. Yes. I think they're very good players. It, it's very it just the Pro Bowl ends up being a lot about stats and reputation. And you can't get in for a lot of that kind of stuff. Right. I, I think Hyde's playing better this year than he was last year when he made the Pro Bowl. But last year, what happened is, oh, he gets some interceptions. People look at the stats. You're like, oh, that guy's got yeah. a lot of picks. We'll put him in the Pro Bowl. But this yeah. year, that we is. barely see Micah Hyde. When it does, it's because he's making a good tackle. He's not giving up hardly any completions. You know, he's he's just been doing great back there. But you're right, Scott, all about the stats. It is, and it's a lot about reputation. And, and, and I think that um, – uh, Coach McDermott said that, like, you know, when they start to win, that yeah. will take care of itself. And so, you know, yeah, remember that Kelly Era Bills would have up to like nine Pro Bowlers some years because you're right. winning 13 games. You're like, wow, let's look at this roster more closely and see who might be helping out with this. Huzzah. Um, we, speaking of Pro Bowlers, we have uh, a Pro Bowl audience. We do. We do have a whopping one Facebook question. I saw. We do, I, and I'm I, trying to see. 
Steven just chimed in. Not, yeah, no. not 26 minutes ago. There you go. Uh, Steven, Steven has a comment that there's been no sacks in two games, and not that I put a lot of emphasis on sacks per se, but they are often indicative of QB pressure in general, not many takeaways either. And to what extent does the recent play by Foster McKenzie and Jones cause you to reevaluate re the desperate state of the Bills wide receiver core? Well, we, we talked about that. A, they are always and will be just bit players. The Bills must go after a dominant number one. Too early to tell. They have shown enough of a solid tier two that are good. A solid tier two wide receiver will be a good addition, but their number one priority now is clearly offensive line. Does it, I guess we didn't answer that last part. Do you right. think that their number one priority now is offensive line as opposed to wide receiver? Or do you still think like, no, they need a high end skill receiver? Um, I mean, the answer is obviously both. I don't right. think anybody thinks we're, we're solved at wide receiver, but does it, is the wide receivers good enough now that you feel like, okay, it actually changes the, the chemistry on what the, uh, what the biggest need on the offense is. I think my, go ahead, Scott. Sorry. I think my biggest concern going into the season was the offensive line. Um, obviously we've cut like half a team since then, but still like there's still it. So needless to say, there are other concerns as well, but I, I don't think I could change it from being the offensive line. There are so many holes. It is such fundamental part of the offense, the, uh, um, Am I still there? Yeah, you're yeah, here. Oh, sorry. Um, the you know the the run game, which obviously has fallen off a cliff. Um, you know, I think it's just you have to have an offensive line to make everything work. So yeah, I, I think offensive line is was my priority, even if even if like Calvin Benjamin was like a decent number one receiver, and we had got Foster and McKenzie to come along. I still think we'd we'd be going, or actually, it'd be the opposite case. If all those guys were terrible, I still probably would go <laughs> offensive line first. Yeah, I, I would agree. If you look at, you know, Dawkins, who's been up and down this year, he committed three penalties, you know, two of which were holds that were declined. Wyatt Teller, if you go to Buffalo Rumblings, they had a good film breakdown, and you see one player, Wyatt, Tum Wyatt Tumbler. Let me try that again. Wyatt mm -hmm. Teller just gets pushed over and tumbles to the ground like he's nothing, and then Dawkins has to try to cover for him. So I don't even think they're necessarily set with the young guards in positions. Really, the only one I'm – comfortable with is Dawkins and he's been like I said up and down this year but when you have a cost controlled left tackle who does you know performs among the top half of the league he's a top 16 left tackle you know you mm -hmm. kind of accept that for now unless a Super Bowl so yeah I think you probably need three to four line and Scott noted the very important thing of the the running game has just never gotten going like this game I was actually very happy that Allen seemed to have a lot more time to throw than he usually has uh, I think some of that probably had to do with Detroit not wanting him to scramble, so they put those multiple spies on him. So they were better in pass protection, but the run blocking has still been atrocious. I was a little nervous on the fourth and one play that won the game, but thank God, you know, they just did the smart thing, went up to the line and had Allen just stick the ball up there. So, yeah, and I think, you know, those it, it's got to be the thing that you have to do is address that O-line. I do want to mention on, on receiver just to – to Steven's point, I still think they do have to go after a number one type receiver because then as Scott noted, maybe you have a guy who's a bridge number one and then Foster emerges as a true number one and great. And if not, you have that bridge number one, maybe you can sign that bridge number one to a, a longer term deal. But Allen definitely could use more weapons in the receiving game. But again, you know, we're looking at maybe one good receiver, uh, one to two more depth receivers, whereas the offensive line, you need like four starters. So to, to me, big bigger priority. All right. Uh, Mark says, Gruden is a genius, a football guru. Get rid of that bum Mac and sign the record-breaking MVP quarterback, Peterman. So thank you for and, that. And Amari Cooper. What's he ever done for anybody? <laughs> what do you say? The Cowboys are in first place in the division now? Uh, I don't. Although that division is the NFC East, so you know, garbage division full of garbage teams. Um, and briefly on Stevens' point on the defense, I do think that they're again. I, I think I pointed this out last week. I still feel the same way. Like even if the offense suddenly turned into a world-beating team, I'm not going to come back and be like, "And the defense is great too." It'll be like more like, "And the defense is good enough to keep us in some games." Like they're not really terrifying me to a certain extent. So right, they don't have that. And Stephen know this. The big plays have evaporated a bit this year. No sacks, no turns. Like even Shaq Lawson had a great game. 
you look at that and like, well, he had a lot of pressures and he batted down a third down pass. But again, no no takeaways by by him or the team. No no sacks for two straight games. That's there's there's it's a good defense, but it's certainly not a great defense. I did not see any Twitter questions. There, uh, yeah, there weren't. I just want to announce. I don't think there's anything I want to put. I was I was scrolling through this and uh, trying to see if we had any questions left over from the game Thursday. But I did not put out the ask your questions because I'm. Uh, you know, I, I just didn't, I don't have a viable excuse. Well, you can always join the conversation, facebook.com slash bbillsmny or twitter.com slash b at bbillsmny. Um, I'll be getting to tweet. Uh, I'll be live tweeting, I believe from a bar in Virginia beach, uh, that I've, I've looked up, uh, that's all right. distance from my sister-in-law. So, uh, okay. yeah, be interesting. Nice. Well, Virginia beach is actually nice. This it's cold. Mm -hmm. But I liked it because I was there on my birthday one year, and it, I I like it. I, th I like the ocean breeze, and so hopefully you'll have a nice time down there. Scott, are you staying in the area for Christmas this year? I will be. We'll be uh, hosting Christmas Eve dinner, and then joining the in-laws for Christmas Day down in Southern Maryland. So we are local. Huzzah! We, I will be in the car tomorrow night going to the Midwest. Enjoy. And I will, and we will drive safely and all that stuff. Please do. Um, but before we do all that, I'd like to get to the best segment in sports yes. podcasting uh the newly syndicated award-winning <laughs> um time of your life uh okay i've gone on too long scott give us some uh this day in bill's headlines yeah go ahead scott just yeah. wow uh, <laughs> all right I'm on the uh, 1970 <laughs> buffalo bill <laughs> Uh, entered the they call, uh, the, 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 cops. Of the psalm. <laughs> the sirens are coming to get me. The sirens are coming. They they found Scott is arrested for TBIBH fraud. That is what just happened right there. Hashtag. Uh, it's 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 Paul. I'll do the same. I was also on it. You know, Bills and Beers mentioned again this week. I'm still happy to do another guest spot with them because uh, that, that went well. But it was yeah. uh, all right. Look, look, look. You're on our podcast. Okay? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> you're gonna have to if you want to hear this segment every week you're gonna have to come listen to buffalo bills maybe next. enough of this with yeah. this the yeah. best podcast is exactly that is uh seven years old or less it's out there i'm gonna right. we're gonna we're gonna come out and say that um that way we keep our allies all right so this is i did we have game we have uh headlines ranging from 2017 to 1948 today every year no i'm kidding not every year but we're gonna we're going to go from from early to late, and then we're going to have. Uh, I think it's a it's a fun little twist sort of feature question that we'll do at the end for this day in Bill's headlines. But let's let's start it off. The first four are all recent from the last four seasons, so these are good opportunities for you guys to to jump in and, and see if you can get some wins right off the bat. All right, twenty seventeen, Dolphins lineman says blank hit him in the face. Richie Incognito. No. That's as yes. good a guess as any, but in this case, it was not. It was a defensive player. It was a scrum after a Dolphins touchdown. Hmm. Oh, uh, wait. Um, no, long, no longer. Yeah, last year, no longer on the Bills roster, though he was on the roster at, at some point this season. Um, he now plays for the Bengals. Uh, is it Zach? No, he was gone. Um, third round pick a few years back. No, <laughs> this is terrible. I know, right? We're so good it's at right, this. Wow. Okay, it's all right. You can, you can miss a, a warm up question. It's not who wants to be a millionaire. We still keep going. So the correct answer was Adolphus Washington. Ah, okay. All right. Uh, 2016, Bill's cornerback blank also doesn't think highly of Brown's wide receiver blank. And I blank them both because they both have Bills connections, even though they're no longer with the Bills. So Bills... Bills cornerback blank doesn't think highly of Brown's wide receiver blank. He says, I mean, he's not really. He's whatever blank said as locker after the game. I thought in the whole game, there's a lot of receivers better than him. Uh, I'm going to say... Stefan Gilmer, Gilmore. Gilmore. Very good. He is the, corner. the, uh, the cornerback, and he was following around this Browns wide receiver, and there's a Bills connection here. A Bills connection. Okay. And he played for the Bills. Okay. It's like <laughs> he once 
<laughs> stopped at the Bills' house. He dated a Bills wide receiver. <laughs> right. Here's the big hint. He played for Josh? the Bills four weeks ago. Oh, my God. Wait. Oh wow! We don't actually watch the team anymore. I don't know if people notice that. Um, okay, Bills wide receiver four weeks ago. He's that means he's probably no longer on the team. Um, he was with the Browns. It's not Josh Gordon. It's not uh, not Corey Coleman. Not Corey Coleman. It couldn't wow. be Calvin Benjamin. No, nope. you guys. I feel like I'm gonna give you guys a lot of rope on this because you're going to kick yourselves if you do not get this one. Uh, Robert Foster. Uh, I, will, I will stall you because we're we don't you know we've been. What is happening? Time. Where is my brain? Here's here's the there. I watched a great video once on SB Nation from the amazing John Boys about how the Browns' passing game really suffered one week. Uh, not because they were down to their fourth-string quarterback, but because their fourth-string quarterback was their number one receiver, and he had no one to throw to once he became their their quarterback. And that's this wide receiver, who's also a quarterback, oh, and played Joe, four weeks ago. Not Joe Webb. Oh, um, come on, Scott, get it, <laughs> Scott. Come on. Um, oh, I had it. Oh. Oh my god, this is this Ohio is State draft. Oh, Terrell Pryor, Terrell Pryor Sr. College is what Scott's triggering. Uh, there, he sees yeah, the uniform. Yeah, we get it. All right, that's a little more painful than I expected on that one. Man, this is not a good sign for 1999. No, it doesn't even go well for 2015, which was what I we're about to do. More, come on. Like, <laughs> I got the actual bill in that question. I feel like, well, fair. Okay, and, all right, well, let's go. All right, this is part of the, uh, you know, get to know a Bill uh, segment. Getting to know tight end blank. He plays piano, is very ticklish, and aspires to be an actor. Now, I will note, after this headline, he played the final three games of that season, but hasn't appeared in an NFL game since. So, tight end 2015. Hmm. <laughs> you could make Don't... a joke and say Charles Clay. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, zing. Not, not a, this is not a first string type guy, but he was. I want to say like a second or third round pick, maybe. I'd have to look in and I'd have to Google him. Um, remember, he caught a meaningless touchdown pass against the Steelers once. He played college football at Arkansas. Oh, he's around seven. Uh, wait, no, not um, not Matt Jones, right? No. Yep. Played, was briefly on the Jets roster, though never played again. That was just as recently yeah, as last year. Yeah, I don't have this one. All right. The answer is Chris Gregg. Chris Gregg. I didn't know that about Chris Gregg. Okay. All right. Uh, 2014. Blank boost special teams boost special teams with big play capability. Okay, so he's a return man. He says it's going great. All the guys were welcoming. The coaches were welcoming. From my Miami days, they know what I can do. That sparks them to block even more because they know I can take it the distance at any given time. So it's been a great transition. I think it was the last build or a turn and kickoff for a touchdown. But don't quote me on that because I'm not certain. Did he, he did it against Green Bay, I did, believe. And it might have been a punt. Did he play for a team other than Miami? He played... Uh, let's see. And he, he played for the Bucks very briefly, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers before the Bills signed him. Then he went on to the Colts, the Raiders, and the Bills uh, again. He was I had two stints with the Bills. He now plays for the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. Um, He's, wow. I'm trying to think of a hint. He's his last name is he shares a last name with a Bills backup scrub quarterback from the Fitzpatrick era. And you're all trying to think right now, is there a Bill's return man whose last name was Brom? But that is that is not it. Um, yikes. Yeah, this is bad, wow, guys. This is, this is, we this need is a to... rough one. The, the yeah. nice thing is the 2012 one Scott's going to get. So we're going to be fine. Great. Now, no, no fresh. <laughs> 
Just say Jimmy Leonard now. And we'll... <laughs> <laughs> All right, 2014. Um, uh, think of the quarterback who got hit in the head by a ball during warm-ups when he wasn't paying attention. Uh, who was that? That was uh... – <laughs> His Paul. first name was Tyler. <laughs> Big Pen. Big so, Pen, yes. And so this player is... was – Marcus Bobby, Big Pen. Marcus Big Pen. Yes. yes, we got to Marcus Big Pen. Jim Big Pen. All right, we're just going to go really quickly. If this is going to be the segment from now on, we need to stop. This is <laughs> and a, you wonder why I'm stopping the segment, guys. This, this is, is why. A, this is a, all right. We're sorry. We'll we'll pull it. Right. We'll pull it together. I'll start right. cheating. Hold on. 2012. Bill signed right guard blank to four-year contract extension. Right guard blink. Yes. Greg Urbic. Greg Urbic. Thank you, Scott. On there we go, go to 2008. Um, all right. In their sextus, in their section, uh, let me try this well, again. I'm getting up talking about sex. In their segment, 60 seconds with Demetrius. Oh, I said his name. It's Demetrius Bell. I think, I think I got this one. There was, that was, <laughs> is, that was, is it Vlad Dukas? Oh. All right, who's, who's Demetrius uh, Bell's father, which was going to be the hint? Le'Veon. No, it was NBA, NBA superstar. Jim. Carl Malone. Carl Malone, yep. That's right, Carl Malone. That's yep. right. That was All such right. a – because Carl Malone is – wasn't – didn't we find out like Car- – Well, no, the, like, Carl Malone has like tons of kids or something. Yeah. Yes. And we had some terrible joke about like why he's called the mailman. All right. Yeah, this is all ringing a bell. That was, the, that was good, though, Paul. That was the uh, the SNL skit for those who <laughs> see it like that. The Where's Wes? Where's the oh, elaborate man. the elaborate buildup of Where's Wes? Where could he be? And they have the whole theme song, and then they cut to him, and he's like, I'm here in Hawaii. Oh, <laughs> uh, great sketch. Awesome. All right. 2004, we don't have a headline. We have a game. The Bills beat the Bengals 33-17. to 17. Mm. Uh now, this is kind of a mini trick question because clearly you guys need to be crossed up today. Uh, the Bills took the lead for good when this player, wearing number 85, blocked a punt and returned it for a touchdown. It's one of two he had in his, he's had in his career, and he is still playing. And this was from 2004. 2004. Wearing- I will give you the trick that I threw in is that I added the detail. He was, was wearing number 85. That is designed to throw you off, even though it is accurate. Because he typically wouldn't wear a number like 85. Right. So he blocked a punt. He ran it back for a TD in 04. It was one of his two career TDs. I'll give you the other hint is that his his next career TD was the next season. And then in the 13 seasons he's played since, he has not scored any more touchdowns. Where he is, is he playing now? Philadelphia. Philadelphia. No. Uh, I'll say. I will give you. I'll give you the big hint that he was involved. In, his other TD involved JP Lossman. Oh, it's that damn lineman that JP yep. Lossman threw the touchdown to the first time. Yep. Oh, Jason the day Peters. we all met. Jason Peters, I think Scott was about to say. Yeah, Jason Peters. Yeah. Yep, there we go. So. Ah, I, okay. All right. I don't remember that. I don't remember. I I, th- I was thinking. He, he, he came up the middle. I watched the highlight on YouTube, and that's why I knew he wore number 85. He came in, he blocked it. He, he came right through the middle, blocked it, got up, and just picked up the ball and ran in for a touchdown. It was a thing of beauty. So no, we let him go. All right. 2001. This is a tougher one, so we'll, we won't go on too long. Blank catching on at corner. He says, the coaches put me in the nickel spot and I have to step up. That's what this game is about. You have to be ready to produce when your number is called. So the Bills thought they had their answer at nickel corner. Uh, They did not. He ended up being terrible the next year, burned by a bunch of receivers nonstop. Became an ongoing joke. And it was much worse by Wade Phillips as a punt catcher because he didn't really return punts. He just pretty much caught them. Mm. I'll say world-class Cannondale cyclist tyler finney tyler finney taylor finney sorry taylor finney. it's all right we don't have to know our world-class cyclist and rigoberto uran i can i can name a lot of the the cannondale team right. um, if, if this person partnered with former bill andre holmes they would be a great team big ben watson 
Watson. You got the name. Yes, it's Chris Watson. Was Chris the player. Watson. Yes, right. Ben Watson's the only Watson that counts. All right. Out of bill. 2000. This is a quick one because, but it's one I have to bring up because it's uh, historic. 2000. Bills GM and executive vice president blank fired. Is it Tom Donahoe was done? Yeah, no, yeah, right before Donahoe. Oh no, it's um, it's um, it's um, it's Polian. Yeah. Who's that? Yeah. Bill Polian. Oh no, no, it was after Pol the guy who was Polian's successor, the one guy between oh. Polian and Donahoe. He oh, was Jim he was a large, large man, since deceased. <laughs> John Butler. John Butler. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So Raph Wilson was stunned John and Butler. said he was disturbed yeah. that Butler didn't seem to want to stay with the Bills. All right, we'll do one from 1948, and then we'll do the grand finale. Yes. 1948, there was a game. The Browns beat the Bills 49-7. to The Buffalo Bills of the All-American Football Conference had won the East with a 7-7 and record, then beat the Colts in the playoffs to face 14-0 Browns, where they were destroyed 49-7 to when Marion Motley ran 14 times for 133 yards. Now, now, I could, uh, though Marion Motley was one of the greatest of all time. I've heard I was not alive in 48, nor were my parents. Um, now, the Bills' only touch on this game came on Jim Still's 10-yard pass to Al Baldwin. Now, you would have known that, so I didn't even bother to throw that out there. Uh, trickier, the last score of the game came on a 39-yard interception return for a touchdown by the Browns cornerback, Blank, who would later serve twice as the Bills' head coach, including leading them to two AFC championships in 1964 and 65. Oh, come on. Uh, it's not Chuck Knox. It's, it's, um... Nope, right from before the Knox era. Yeah. I, think he, I don't know if he's an NFL Hall of Famer. I believe he is a – I'm going to Google him again, but I think he's a college football Hall of Fame. You're going to say his name, and I'm going to be really mad because I know his coach, and I just can't think of it. He was uh, – let's see. I'm trying to say. I guess he was a college. Legendary player coach Lou Pinella. Oh, Scott has the first name. <laughs> Lou – legendary money line – CNN and Fox News host. His son, is a, his, his son is the legendary college coach of this era. <laughs> Lou Bear Bryant. Lou Saban. Lou Saban. Lou Saban. There we go. Right. Yes. All right. It took some teeth pulling, but we got there. We've gotten to the grand finale question uh, from 2010. Now, this is going to be fun because we're going to try a little different approach on this one. All right. So, on this day in 2010, a terrible Bills team that had won. Uh, two games all season, came into Miami and beat the Dolphins 17-14. to Now, the question is, who started at right tackle for the Bills that day? You guys will not know this off the top of your, your heads unless you cheat. So there, I'm going to give you two choices for me to help you get to the answer. One. What year? Sorry. 2010. So you got that in your head. Now, I can either share the Google results with you when you Google his first name and then the Google results when you Google his last name, or I can give you a choice of seven names, one of which is the player's name, and six of which are fake names used in any of Key and Peele's bowl game sketches. Six, six, six lies and a truth, right? <laughs> right. I, I'd like to go with the, the Google results. All right. We'll go with the Google results. Please. Scott? Yes, please. All right. So if you Google his first name, your first four results will yield a plumbing service, a university in Pennsylvania, a city in Ohio, and a boutique Manhattan hotel. If you Google his last name, you'll get to the eighth page of results before you get any result not associated with this player. Like, this is not a common last name. Gotcha. Now, since this will be tough, I'm going to tell you what. I'm going to generate. Yeah, go ahead and just go, do, go to the second one because that's right. not helping at all. Prop <laughs> Metcalf, Columbus. So here come seven names. With I, I will have to say within an effect of some sort because, you know, you can't say, you know, uh, Marmaduke Shazbot just like normal. So these are going to be said in goofy fashion. So here we go. Here are the seven choices. <clears throat> Legume Dupree. Desquerius Green Jr. Mansfield Rotto. Blyrone Blashington. Strunk Fluggett. Snarf Mince Plass. Or Swordless Mimetown. One of those was the Bills starting right tackle that day. Jesus. What was the first one? Legume <laughs> uh, <laughs> Dupree. I'll go through them again. <laughs> Sirens are going for this one. Legume Dupree. Desquarius Green Jr. Mansfield Rato. 
Blyrone Blashington, Strunk Fluggett, Snarf Mince Plass, and Swordless Mimetown. I'm going to say Mansfield Rotto. I'm going to say Dupree. It is Mansfield Rotto. Is yes. the actual human being. Mansfield, Ohio. That's what I... Ah, uh, uh, yes. Mansfield, Ohio. It's also Mansfield University, which is north of Pittsburgh, I believe, and then the uh, Mansfield Hotel, or excuse me, the uh, yeah, the Mansfield Hotel in Manhattan. So, uh, so there you go. That was a we we. I'm glad uh, glad we we finished well. Is you know that was really good. So that was technically this day in Bill's headlines, even though this was yesterday in Bill's headlines, December nineteenth, because that was one of our pods. Well, shows. that's why we did so terribly. Yeah, <laughs> you all prepared for December twentieth. Exactly. December nineteenth. Nonsense. Yeah. Ugh, you've changed, Paul. I'm sorry. My bad. That's okay. Change is good. Um, okay. Well, the Bills are going to play the Patriots. I don't know the exact spread, but the Patriots are favored. Um, but Josh, Fourteen, I believe, is the spread. That's that's a lot for a team that's. Yep. that's they have been, to play. They have. They don't even have the division clinched yet. So. No, they need one win. I think one win or one loss by the one one more that's loss correct. by the Dolphins does it which is lame because the Dolphins had just beat them on that ridiculous play. And if they had won this week, you know, we would be talking about, um, you know, really sort of putting the screws to the Patriots possibly. And now you're going to need a bit of a, a home run. Well, if we want to make it as painful as possible, we can talk about if they'd actually won the Miami and Jets games, they should have won. This game would be division title implications type of game. But right. That'd be a painful discussion. So we won't have it. Yeah, we're not going to go there, but... <laughs> Um, you know, I would, I would have been happy to help Miami, you know, dethrone the, the Patriots. I think I'm not okay. sure they had a chance of beating the Patriots at home. Yeah. Well, but they're a bad team. So who knows? Um, but they, you know, I don't know if you heard Bill Belichick talk about how LaShawn McCoy looks like the same old LaShawn McCoy to him. And it's <laughs> really tough, talented team over there in Buffalo. And you know, maybe he's just trying to keep everybody focused because it's, you know, they, they've lost their last two. Um, and I, I don't think in the Brady era, they've lost three in a row. Um, I think it would be remarkable if they had. Uh, so, but you know, they're down Josh Gordon, who is stepping away from the game to, uh, I guess he broke his conduct yeah. policy for, um, it's a good reason. Uh, being reinstated but he's also sort of said like he's gonna like check himself into some to get some help um so that's good for him also good for the bills he's not on the field uh rob gronkowski was on the limited or the did not yeah, i think limited where they was either limited or dnp today i didn't see the right which is a little weird because he's old and you know he fell down in miami and so um and and brady is coming off his I'd say his worst game in a long time is a fair way to think about it. Um, and, you know, they, 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 he threw an inexplicable pick and, um, you know, so is this, is this the end Scott? Can they, can they, can they beat the Patriots in a meaningful game on the road in December? No. Yeah. <laughs> All right, good. I was glad you said that. <laughs> Thanks for listening everyone. You can find us on Twitter. Right. <laughs> Uh, talk no. about the game. <laughs> what do you um, hope for? What do you what do you what are you looking for in this game here? What's the I, I mean, I think yeah, I think the biggest thing that I want out of this game is for Josh Allen to not to barf on out, his shoes. <laughs> to spend most of his time. Do you think it would be possible? Like, do you think they would notice if we dressed up Josh Allen in like stadium personnel clothes? Like he's big guy. He's six five, two fifty. I feel like Belichick would notice if Josh Allen didn't suit up, like he got scratched for, you know, his toenail fungus or something. And then suddenly there's a six five, two hundred and fifty guy just trying to walk around like really close to Tom Brady for the entire game. Like I feel like that would be probably the best case scenario for the Bills. Is like Josh Allen just ends up kind of like listening in on Tom Brady for like three and a half hours while oh, yeah, like, in a game that matters. That's probably the best thing that could happen for the Bills. Right? He could learn a lot that way, right? Like that's what we're, we've been talking all year about how he needs someone to learn from and who better than... And Tom Derek Brady. Anderson 
admittedly a nice guy, not Tom Brady. Like, right. I think I Even think Derek I, Anderson would say that. <laughs> exactly. Like, that's, that's actually Derek. a direct quote from Derek Anderson. <laughs> hey, like, I'm not I'm Tom Derek Brady. Anderson, nice guy, not Tom Brady. He, that's all that. This, that's all he said since he's been in concussion protocol. He actually <laughs> spoke today. I was so pleased. Oh, he did. That's he was good. Able to put English words together and form logical sentences. So that was a great. Good. Is he still in concussion protocol? He's out of concussion protocol. That's good so. to hear. I felt bad about my joke, but I'm glad he's not in concussion protocol anymore. That's been Derek Anderson's coaching tip for Josh Allen when they were breaking down the film. It's been, okay, so here you do. You, you loop around the end zone, and then you get over to the Patriots sideline, and then Brady usually hangs out and gets out the telestrator, hangs out on this bench. So you're going to want to be behind him <laughs> so you can hear what the quarterback's saying. You're no, going to have I mean, to get close because he wears that big fucking hood. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. It's going to be really tough. You have to see that. You have to see him doodling on the uh, the screen there too. No, Derek, I mean Derek Anderson's career advice is: look, just like throw some touchdowns, throw some interceptions, have that last for about thirteen or fourteen years, and then you know just get on a team and be a mentor and get in the concussion, like fall down one day and get in the concussion <laughs> protocol and just get paid to stick around. Have a bunch of kids and just live your life, man. It's yep. the best. Um, yeah. No, I mean I. You know, I want to see how Foster looks. You know, you know, again, I want to see can the defense stitch together. I mean, that's that's kind of the other half of it is is can the defense stitch together a performance against Brady where we can hold him to again kind of a meaningfully low number like twenty eight or you know less than thirty where you could kind of see us getting to that point total because you know next year at this time no matter what we do to the offense I don't think we're going to go in and put up thirty five or forty on the Patriots so mm-hmm. we're going to need to slow them down at least a little bit so that's the biggest thing is just what is the chess match between McDermott and McDaniel's on 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 offense and defense and then everything else on the other side of the ball is is strictly kind of you know it's just another training camp for for another week of training camp for Allen and the offense. Yeah, I mean, I, I, my, I don't have much to add to Scott's analysis there. You know, I, I want to oh, just the overall. I want to see the team play well enough, make this one of the close games against the Patriots versus one of the blots. Of course, I'm going to, I'll be the optimist and pick the Bills. You know, will lose in a close game, and I will say the defense does fairly well, and they lose nineteen to nineteen to thirteen. I'll say Pat's thirty-five Bills. 17 so also optimistic (laughs) (laughs) um yeah i'd like to see the bills get more than one touchdown i think that that's a good like goal um and i would like to see the uh them hold the team to you know 21 points or less the the patriots and so you know i'm excited for that we what i mean we didn't hold them i mean I guess they I scored on didn't. defense. I mean, I didn't. Home. I'm saying I would like them to. <laughs> this is about my hopes and dreams for later, Scott, not for what has happened. Understood. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> if I can continue now with my joy of trying to do this, I think the Bills are gonna. You know what? Whatever. This season's lost. Let's just say that I'm gonna I'm gonna pick the Bills to win. I'm gonna say the Bills are gonna win. Uh, I think they're gonna win 18 to 15 and it's going to be a weird they get one two-point conversion but not the other situation and they and they they win the game and they and brady throws a pick at the end of the game uh to to seal the victory for buffalo that's my 18 to 15 has only happened eight times in nfl history thank you scorigami.com very good uh, i I wanted to pick something i felt like i had to pick some sort of scorigami to 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 you know if i was going to do this uh so we can we can go to the 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 closing now right you can find yeah, it yeah I, I got confused i was like what happens next and what happens next is that would have actually stuck to being an hour long versus the usual you know like oh we're we're 14 minutes over we should but really we could this. we can vamp um <laughs> no uh <laughs> You can find us on Twitter, BBillsMNY, BBillsMNY and Facebook, Buffalo Bills Maybe Next Year. You can Google us. You can go to Apple Tunes and iPods and Face YouTube and UFace and Google Spots and Anchor.fm backslash BBillsMNY. All the good, all the good Buffalo Bills takes. Yep. Search for us on Netscape. You can find us at angelfire.com slash BBillsMNY. Yep. Name, uh, I mean, we're, we're big on the Angel Fire for sure. 
Um, and the GeoCity site will be back up soon. Um, we really appreciate you listening. Uh, we hope you, if you're celebrating Christmas next week, Merry Christmas. Um, if not, we hope you have a nice week. Uh, and we will speak to you after the Bills game. Um, I will probably, we'll have to talk about this, but we might have to make sure we do it Wednesday next week because I'll be on the road for a couple of days sometime next week. Um, I'd be also open to doing it Monday before Christmas or on Christmas day. If you really just like everybody wants to get away from their family for 20 minutes, but we will discuss <laughs> this later. Um, but so next week's pod will be um, out when it gets out. And then uh, we'll have one more game to review before we're in the, in the off season. Um, so get your draft boards ready, boys. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. Uh, until then, my name is Frank. I'm Scott. I'm Paul. Good night, everyone. <laughs>